Hello, and welcome to something new. For this edition of One Shot Mondays, we are playing a game called Shadowrun, which some of you may have heard of before. What I can say about it very quickly, I'll get into a bit more details later, is you basically need a doctorate in Shadowrun to understand this game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure my players are going to talk a lot about how uh, how confusing some of the character creation process was, but thankfully, the game itself is pretty straightforward. So... Just to kind of go around the room, I'm going to let all of the players introduce themselves and who they are. I'll go first. Hi, my name is Susanna. I am normally the keeper of Thornvale, the feed which you find yourself now on. So I am normally the GM, the game master of the game that we run. But this time I am playing a actual character. I get to play. Yay. You'll note that I'm very excited because I don't get to play very often. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's me. Um... <laughs> Hi, I'm Hannah. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Hannah on Thornville playing Sammy. You know me. Hi. <laughs> Good job. Nice. That's wow. Mm-hmm. Round of applause. <laughs> yes. Great. Awesome. Just so good. Wesley? Yes. Uh, hello. It is me, again, Wesley. You will know me as Henry uh, from Thornvale. Uh, one small caveat to before I begin my character. I'm not explaining about my character. I'm just saying that he carries with him a British accent. So I want to apologize up front right now to any, to any people who actually know what that <laughs> accent sounds like. Because most likely... I will ruin it. It is my my own approximation, <laughs> and it probably is going to be way off the mark. I just wanted to get that out of the way. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll let you know, Wesley. I'm going to do an accent at some point during this, and <laughs> yours is probably going to be way better than mine. So you can at least you know sleep easy knowing that you weren't going to butcher <laughs> said accent as bad as I'm about to. So uh, I'm going to take the same caveat. It's it's my own rec- recreation of said accent. So right. and uh, joining us. Today, we have uh, Nikki Richardson. Nikki, you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, um, I'm Nikki. I am the main producer, editor, and one of the players on Top of the Round, which is a D&D 5e actual play podcast. Uh, we're homebrew, dark fantasy, horror, and hilarity, which is a really weird mix, but I guess it works. If you like lore, check us out. Um, I'm really excited to be here with the Thornvale crew. Yeah, it is very, very good. It's, it is. It's super fun. Huge Hopefully fan. in the future we're going to have a a little crossover like we did with the Horror Borealis for one of these things, but uh, certain things are making that a little hard right now. Right. It's hard to <laughs> wrangle my boy cast members, but I try. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so down the road someday you'll, you'll hear everyone and that'll be a ton of fun. But for now, we have asked Nikki to join us on this particular little adventure. And yeah. Thank uh, you for we me. are really excited. So yeah, I just realized I forgot to introduce myself. Oh yeah, uh, maybe you should do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm Andrew. I am a player on Thornvale. I play the character Bjorn, and I'm going to be your game master today for Shadowrun. Uh, so I'm actually gonna, just going to roll into a very brief overview of how the system works. I'm not going to bog this down too much with the rules. Um, basically, just understand it's a pretty complex system. Uh, and we're going to be kind of doing our own homebrew version of it. I'm kind of streamlining it for a one shot because I don't think any of us had time to spend a month learning how the system no. works first. So <laughs> it uh, is no way. quite it's crunchy. It's crunchy. I mean, we, we've spent like a week building characters. Like yeah. it, it, it was, it was, a uh, it took some effort. <laughs> yeah. 
The important details for you, the listeners, though, is that this is a D6 system. Uh, every die roll is made entirely with D6s. And the way that you make die rolls is you make a dice pool. Uh, the way you calculate your dice pool is there's primary attributes and skills. And most of the rolls in the game, you just take a skill and the linked primary attribute, take your scores in each of those two things and put them together to get a number, and then you roll that many D6s. Uh, the way you calculate if you... Sorry. I didn't know you were going to do some Foley work. My bad. Uh, I want to do a little Foley, that's all. The way that you calculate if you succeed or not, um, if it's just like a straight test where you're trying to see if you do or don't do a thing, uh, there's usually like a threshold number, and you have to get a certain number of hits with your with your dice pool. Hang on real quick. I rolled, out of eight dice, I rolled three sixes, <laughs> three threes, a one and a two. That's pretty good. Nice. <laughs> I know, but it's just a lot of the same die. Yeah. So the way that you calculate if you do or don't do the thing, the, the hits are fives and sixes. So you're, you're hoping to get a five or a six on as many die as possible, and then you're going to throw that against a threshold usually. So Sometimes, in that case, I got three hits. Right. Uh, and you know you, that might be against a threshold. It might be any number of things. Um, there are other tests where it's like a player versus an NPC where you're making like a pose test, and whoever has the most hits wins whatever it was you were doing. So... Um, that's just kind of a just the kind of the gist. Uh, the other piece that falls into that is ones help determine if you have a glitch or not, which you can think of like a critical failure in like Dungeons and Dragons or like a just a failed roll in a powered by the apocalypse system. A glitch is if you have more than half of the dice in your dice pool are ones. Ick. That's gross. <laughs> so you can actually have it doesn't happen often, but it's possible to pass the roll but also have a glitch. So you could like succeed and beat the threshold, but also have more than half your dice being ones somehow, and then you get a glitched success, basically, which is kind of interesting. The only other nuance is there's a uh, critical glitch, which is when you have a glitch but no hits at all. So if you don't roll any fives or sixes on a glitch, then it's even worse. So um, I think that's all you really need to know. You'll probably hear us throwing terms around if you're really interested in how the Shadowrun system works. It is a fun system. It's got great lore, which I just realized I should probably talk about. I should probably tell you what kind of scenario these players are in. It may be a little. Yeah. So uh, Shadowrun, like I said, it's a system that's got kind of pre-built lore already going on. I'm going to go through just the bare bones because there's a lot of it. But the gist of it is, is we are playing in the year 2080. Corporations have kind of taken over the world and they've become mega corporations. They basically have like their own territory. So like if a corporation owns land, they're they're basically like their own nation. Like they basically write their own laws on that land. So governments are not out of the picture, but a lot less important than they used to be. These corporations just, they run everything. There's like huge class kind of disparity. Um, there's this thing called a SIN, which is a something identification number. I forget what the, the S is for. <laughs> something. Um, <laughs> something identification number, yeah. Um, so if you have a SIN, you're like a true citizen. And if you don't have one, then society basically doesn't care about you. The uh, the players themselves are playing people who are called Shadowrunners. Shadowrunners do kind of corporate espionage type work against corporations for another corporation. So... They'll get contacted to do any number of things uh, like, you know, murder, assassination, uh, sabotage, you know, stealing secrets, you know, that kind of stuff. So that's kind, of, that's kind of the feel for the game is it's a dystopian future where corporations run the world. 
The other really interesting thing about this system is there's magic. So basically it's set in a world where magic starts to kind of ramp back up. It's on planet Earth and magic just like became a thing again. And that kind of acts in really cool and interesting ways. For example, people started being born as elves and dwarves. And now there's like elves and dwarves in the world. And then there was this event called goblinization where people were just like regular humans walking around and they just like instantaneously changed into orcs and trolls and goblins and stuff. Uh, and now those are in the world too. So, and there's dragons, uh, there's like all the kind of normal high fantasy elements are part of this world, even though it's like a cyberpunk dystopian future setting as well. It's very cool and interesting. And I highly recommend, you know, taking a look at, uh, at the core rule book someday. I think that's all the important details though. So I'm going to actually rotate into our story. So we see kind of a dank, dirty street on the outskirts of Seattle, Washington. Um, In the future, obviously. This is 2080. But this looks just kind of like a regular street. You don't see big flashing signs. You don't see cool vehicles flying around or driving around. It's very low class. You see a shady, kind of seedy-looking bar on a corner. It's a right hole in the wall. Yeah, right hole in the wall. So now, like four... regular Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Nikki actually lives near Seattle. I am going to apologize in advance for anything I get wrong about Seattle. I'm kind of <laughs> just fine. trying to It's fine. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's fantasy. future Seattle. It's, it's fine. It's future all, fantasy it's Seattle. all yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> all four of our players have been either contacted or found shadow running work kind of on their own in the past, and that's how this situation works as well. They've either been contacted because of their abilities and their reputation, or they found out about a particular job that looked like it could use their skills, and they are all meeting at this bar with Mr. Johnson, which is what the corporations kind of call their... It's like a pseudonym used across all the corporations that they've all kind of agreed to so that the shadow runners don't know who they're working for it's like the middleman um, it's yeah it's basically a middleman and it's just a way for the corporations to not have any strings attached at the end of a job the shadow runners can't point to who they were working for so the uh, mr johnson has told you all to meet him here and i'm going to start off by asking who thinks they're punctual and who thinks they're not punctual not me <laughs> I definitely am. My character would be punctual. I feel like I would be like a few minutes late, you know, look at the situation and then kind of wander in sort of person. You might be watching, um, you might be watching who else is approaching and seeing what, because you all know that you're going to be basically put into a team for this job. You've done that before shadow running. You know, you don't always work with the same team. Sometimes you're you're meeting new people on the job all the time, so yeah. it sounds like you maybe be you're, you're hanging back to see what you're uh, what you're getting yourself into. Yes. All right, and then what Precisely. about you, Hannah? Um, I think she would be on time, but she would be blending into like the background, observing and making mm-hmm. sure it's like safe before she actually makes her presence known. <laughs> All so right. she's actually probably so it, really early. You know what I mean? <laughs> all right, so you're sure already she's there. the first one there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think I'm there, but only because I drove there last night and then slept in my car and my alarm hasn't gone off yet. <laughs> Either that or it's gone off a couple of times and I haven't woken up yet. Can I so ask what your alarm is? Like, what? 
Can I ask if your alarm's like a song or like a little ditty? Uh, it probably it's for probably friend. a song that I like hate, so that I don't like. You know how like you don't want to set an alarm to a song you actually like, because then you associate it with waking yeah. up and you yeah. hate it. It's like whatever this universe's version of "Baby" by Justin Bieber is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. It's it's not like I hate it. It's not like Friday. You know, like I don't hate it enough that I want to throw my phone every time it goes off. <laughs> But I hate it enough that I want to turn it off. <laughs> That's funny. I dig it. <laughs> okay. So, just for flavor, uh, Susanna, what does uh, what does your character's car look like? You don't have to introduce your character yet. But what was his car? Yeah. Like? So I ha- I picked literally the cheapest car that I could. <laughs> that was a car. Uh, it is a four seat. It has a name. Hang on, let me look it up. Uh, it is a Honda Spirit. Okay. It is a four seater really crappy <laughs> car um what it's just like it? a regular it's like black okay <laughs> yeah it's got lots of dinks and a uh, dinks it's got lots of dings and little bumps Scratches. from when i've driven driven it into something <laughs> nice so there is a black honda spirit now parked out front uh, it's been there the whole time from when you show up uh, Hannah, so go ahead and introduce your character and kind of explain what you're doing outside. Okay, so I am playing Zara Stone. Um, she she's a, she's hard to read. She has kind of like I don't know. I want to say RBF, but <laughs> um, she doesn't look like the most pleasant person. But she's actually very in tune with her emotions, very friendly, you know, kind of like the outgoing type of person, even if she doesn't look like it. Uh, I don't know how detailed we want to go into, like, character stuff, but... You don't have to go into, like, backstory, and you don't have to get into all the facets of your character. Just give a very brief, like, kind of what you do and okay. so, what, your, what your shtick is. Yeah, basically she's, like, an extraction expert. So whether that's, like extracting a person extracting information or like an object um she's like that's her thing is like she's really good at um disguise and extracting things i think the best word for it is extraction like she that's just her thing um i don't know if Shadowrun really has classes but she's like a mystic adept, so she enhances her body with magic, and she uses actual like spell casting. So she is a ma- magical magic user. All right, cool. So uh, you're just kind of chilling, blending in, and watching the scene. Yes. All right, Nikki, your character sounded like you were doing probably about the same thing. So probably shortly after Zara shows up, uh, how about you go and tell us? Uh, what happens to your character? You would recognize my car, by the way. <laughs> okay. Um, so I guess I drive up in my black motorcycle or on my black motorcycle. <laughs> um, so I'm probably like, if there's a, an empty spot behind Susanna's car, I'm just going to park there and kind of like glance at it for a second and then just shake my head. And then I'm going to go into like, it's like a bar, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go into the bar. So my character is named Aerovane. She looks human. There's something a little off. Um, she has bright red hair and pale brown eyes. And she's wearing like a lot of like darker leather clothing and is just kind of going to walk into the bar slowly, kind of like 
crossing our arms and just kind of like observing and not really saying anything. Inside the bar, it's um, it's just as seedy on the inside as it is on the outside. You know, things are dinged up. Uh, they've obviously had to probably replace chairs a lot during bar fights. You know, there's stains all over the place. It is not the most pleasant looking place. Uh, there's a lot of, there are patrons in there. It is nighttime right now. And they're just kind of, you know, grumbling to themselves or, you know, knocking back drinks. They're, they're, they don't seem very friendly. They're not very talkative with you when you come inside, so. Okay. Sorry, um, I would be I, mixed into the like, not friendly crowd. <laughs> so, do I, like, hear anything, you know, based on certain things? Because of certain bio-enhancements? Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. hold on a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Just, uh, just you know, curious. <laughs> let me just double-check exactly what you get from that. Cool. Thanks. This is this is one of those things where uh, I will probably have to look every once in a while. That's all right. Yeah, I know. It's okay. You have been great guiding us through this process, yes. so I appreciate oh, yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Because I felt like a potato creating a character for that. <laughs> I think yeah. everybody felt like a potato. That's true. <laughs> yeah, well, potato. he's looking up real quick. Let's just talk about, like, the character creation process. Just for funsies, because, like, this is one of the most confusing character creation pro. I've made a lot of characters for a lot of different games. And, like, the only one I can compare it to, like, in level of complexity is Pathfinder. And it's more complicated than that. It like, they like, don't explain... Uh, they show you a bunch of stats and say, this is what stats look like. And you're like, okay. And then you're like looking at it going, oh, it's a point by system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. They, Why they didn't you tell me that? They don't ever explain and they have it as a, we, we assume that you, either we assume that you know, or we don't care enough to, to write it down. We should specify uh, we're playing sixth edition uh, yeah. Shadowrun. Yeah. Yeah, my my first tabletop game was Mech Warrior, and it was like Mech Warrior on steroids. Like it was <laughs> <laughs> like making a character for Mech Warrior is like really difficult, and like you have to buy stuff. And I was like, oh man! But you know, D and D kind of seems like cake compared to creating a character for Shadowrun. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. All right, I did look up the ear thing. So you do not hear anything special on a higher or lower frequency. You can tone out some of the background discussion if you want, which I'm assuming you're probably doing. You're probably pretty used I to that. Would, I would like to do that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you tune that out, and you, you don't hear anything off. It, it seems like it's just a regular bar. There's nothing that kind of throws you off to this being anything other than what it seems, which is a bar. Okay, cool. Um, and from from the job description, you do know that there's supposed to be a back room that you're supposed to go into to meet Mr. Johnson. You do see a door towards the back of the bar with somebody that looks kind of like a bouncer standing in front of it, kind of guarding the door. And that's really the only door you see besides the bathrooms. There's a clear bathroom with, like, the bathroom signs. Those are the only two doors that you see besides the door you came in. Okay. You uh, doing anything else or still going with the kind of watch and see sort of thing? Is there anybody at the bar? Um, There's, like, one or two people at the bar, and then there's the bartender, so... There will be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I would like to just go, like, subtly sit at a free, like, chair at the bar and then just kind of side-eye the door. Uh-huh. That's what I'm, I would like to do, yeah. Okay. The bartender, uh, he's kind of good at reading people, and he knows that you're not trying to get his attention to get a drink. And he... Yeah is also very aware that Shadowrunners come here to meet for jobs, so he's going to leave you alone for now. I jet my chin at him. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of go like, hey. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> he juts his chin back. Cool. Yeah. Great. Um, doing doing with, good. Yes. <laughs> making friends already. Yeah. We're going to jump over to Wesley's character because you were actually trying to show up on time and not, like, you were just trying to show up and get here. So, how about you uh, tell us how you arrive? Yes, actually. Uh, my character, uh, I play uh, an orc by the name of Lucian Silva. He is a basic well what is known in this game known as the rigor which basically means that his forte is machinery and drones he knows how to build them he knows how to fix them he knows how to get them for other people and he drives up in his own custom ride which he is very proud of he's even named it he's named it vanessa this is his ride (laughs) nice i like that And he, he does a lot of solo work, so he's you know he talks to his he talks to his van. This wasn't this isn't the Wild West, otherwise he talked to a horse. But he's talking to he talks to his van. It's that dark like navy blue, dark blue, unmarked uh, like step van, one of those big roll door step vans. And <laughs> basically, he carries his uh, on the on the side. His day job basically is that he runs a machine uh, machine repair machine building you know he'll take he'll take commissions it's like what do you what do you need and you know, depending on what it is he'll build for you and he runs it all out of the back of his fan and he uh, being an being an orc he everyone would expect him to speak their language but he actually speaks using a British accent which I'm very excited about using as I mentioned previously and uh, yeah so he just drives up and just for flavor I'm going to say uh, he does possess um, a couple a couple different uh different gadgets meant for surveillance so what he does is he wants to arrive on time but he knows he knows places like this well enough to know that the possibility of of uh, you know of any trouble could happen so what he actually does is he parks a fair distance away uh, a few minutes beforehand and he sends up one of his he has um, he has drones that are known as dragonflies or um, oh, cool. or, uh, or I, I, actually, that's just just what I call them because that's what they uh, they seem to be. They're like these little round uh, cameras that he can remotely control. Because as a rigger, he is able to directly interface with his drones, as in either with his car, with the van itself, or with his drones. So he sends the uh, he sends the New Horizon in just to get a an overhead view of the bar and see if there's anything that could be troublesome and upon seeing nothing he he manages to park and walks straight into the bar we're All such right. a trusting group <laughs> we are <laughs> this is going to go very well yes. i can tell <laughs> oh boy okay um so you go straight into the bar uh i'm gonna jump over to Susanna's character quick i think at this point my character's alarm goes off and we see a very scruffy looking guy for an elf. He has long white hair that's tied back in a man bun and probably like a good three or four weeks of growth on his chin, which means that he barely has anything at all. (laughs) And he sits up and looks like really kind of groggily and he waves at his his comm link to turn it off. And he kind of sits up and he's like he's like leaning back in the front seat of his car and he like like pulls his pulls himself up to sitting position and just looks really tired. He reaches over to the passenger seat and pulls out like a half full 
bottle of whiskey and then tips it back and drinks the entire thing that's left. <laughs> and then he kind of he smiles a little bit and he pushes open the car door and pushes it close behind him and just waves his hand at the car and it locks behind him. And uh, he is a technomancer, uh, which means basically that he can interface with what's called the Matrix, which is basically like this like way more extensive internet, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With his with just his brain and with nothing else that he really needs to, to yeah. go into. So he is dressed in a kind of a long black overcoat, basically. And I don't actually I don't know what what time of year are we setting this in? Spring. Okay. Yeah, so it's probably a little chilly. Summer. <sighs> okay. He's I'm still gonna stick with a long black overcoat. Yeah. So yeah, he, he walks up in a long black overcoat and like underneath he's kind of grubby, uh, just clothes, just regular. One of the two sets that I own. <laughs> I spent so little money on clothes, guys. Actually, you're the only one who actually spent money on clothes because did no I really? really Why did I spend? Whatever. Because I forgot to tell everybody else. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to assume the rest of you guys are naked from now on. So. Okay, great. <laughs> that's, that's one way to think about it. <laughs> all right. And they all have they all have armor, so I mean. Uh, I mean, I had okay. a I had an idea for my for my wardrobe, but I wasn't sure if it was going to be allowed versus having to buy because that was going to be a slight addendum I made because when we, I uh, I don't I don't care enough about how much money you actually had if it's possible yeah, or not. You really can matter. definitely do any. Eccentricities okay. that you want to do. So, so underneath of the long black overcoat, he also has a, a he has a jumpsuit on. So gotcha. he's just got this like dark green jumpsuit, and he walks slowly into the bar. And as he gets inside of the bar, he sits down at the bar. It's called a bar. Yeah, I know it's called a bar, but it's just like he walks into the bar and sits down at the bar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, so he sits down on one of the stools and waves at the barman and then asks for another whiskey. Did you did you, did you even notice your friend there? No. <laughs> he's laser Just... focus. He thinks he's early. How far away are you sitting from me? From you? If you're at the back of the bar, I'm probably like in the middle of the, like the actual bar area on a stool. So oh. I didn't look around. I just walked in. I, I'd like to think that when when her character walks in, my character, who I believe would be at the far end of the bar, just just soloing it himself, he sees the he sees this guy call for another whiskey, and he's internally thinking, "Oh, he looks like he's already had a fair amount," and he just raises an eyebrow. At oh him. yeah, you can probably smell him from from where you are. And and if the and if the not, not that not that her character is looking, but just for just for uh, just for the listeners, if uh, Susanna's character was turning to look, they would see, uh, of course, an orc. But he he has a very um, eccentric way uh, to him. So imagine uh, an entirely red red boots red armor it's all red and then on top of his head this is the this is the crowning achievement i came up with this earlier today and i loved it <laughs> who has seen the tim curry uh three musketeers movie Any, yeah. anybody i have not no. okay i don't think i have <laughs> absolutely i have <laughs> okay then nikki will understand what i mean when i say this 
uh, just in order to match, just like he's matching his outfit, he all goes for one color. Imagine a a Three Musketeer style hat with a big red feather <laughs> that he wears. Okay. Uh, mm. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent. That's excellent. There is a narrative reason for that, everybody. There's a, my character took a negative Is there an antenna hidden in it? Well, I mean, he could. There might be, for all you know. This is a huge feather. It's just a big drone. (laughs) It's just a drone drone hat, yeah. But, I mean, this, the negative quality was to, was to have something that made him extremely recognizable. And I thought, well, I mean, why not? Yeah, that'll do. Yeah. The col- so, so he really likes the color red and musketeer hats. Clearly. Yep, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you all see this guy walk in, and he definitely stands out. The exact opposite yeah. of my character. By that, the, the already drunk man at 9 a.m. in the morning is uh, not so surprising. It's not 9 a.m. No, how late is it? It's nighttime. Oh, never mind. I'm good. Yeah, it's acceptable for you to be drunk right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Does, it's it's, it's kind of it doesn't it doesn't matter that you were probably drunk at nine in the morning today. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, it's the day before a jump, of course I am. So you three are all in the bar. Um, I'll jump back to you in a second if you start moving towards the back or not. That's totally up to you. Hannah, are you ready to come in yet? Do you think you've seen what you need to see, or are you still kind of scouting and seeing? Oh, I'm inside. I'm just. Oh, you're observing. inside now. Okay. I'm blending oh, okay. in. Okay, so you've been inside the whole time. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. For some reason, I imagined you being like out on the street, but that makes sense that you were inside. Yes. So. Nikki, right. does your character notice me? I mean, <laughs> I would assume so if I'm at the back and you're in the middle. I'm not even going to make you make a perception roll for that. You definitely saw her. Okay. Yep. Or him, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just watching. Okay. Sounds like you're all waiting for somebody to make the first move towards that back. I think eventually yeah. <laughs> I actually look down at whatever version of a watch I'm wearing and go, oh, crap, and then stand up and start walking back towards the back. I thought I was early. <laughs> but you weren't. No. All right, you come up to a, a bouncer-looking dude in front of a back door in, in the bar. I, like, tip my fingers at him. And he just kind of sits there staring at you, and he just says, Name. Luke. And he doesn't say anything. He just... That's not steps. an insult. It's, it's my name. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> he, he doesn't say anything. Like, he hears you say the word fluke, and he just steps out of the way and opens the door to let Excellent. you pass. All right, I walk in. And he shuts the door behind you. You are in a hallway, and there's a couple doors off of it, but you see one door standing open at the end of the hallway. The rest are all shut. I walk towards that one. Okay. You uh, arrive at a, a meeting room. It looks like there's a table set up with four chairs on one side and one chair on the other side. And in the the single chair on the other side, you see a human man wearing a crisp, expensive business suit and dark tinted glasses. And you assume that this is the Mr. Johnson. All right, I walk in and I say, Mr. Johnson, and I raise up the glass of whiskey I brought with me. <laughs> He, uh, he doesn't say anything and just kind of nods towards one of the seats. All right. I take the farthest seat away from the door. Okay. And then he just kind of sits there quietly. Looks like he's looking towards the door. He just came in through to see when everyone else is going to arrive. Okay. And I think uh, I think that my my character also would have noted the time and makes makes a move toward the toward the rear door. All right. 
Uh, similar thing, the, uh, the, the, the bodyguard slash bouncer just sitting there and he just says, name. Uh, Lucian, sir. And he also steps out of the way and opens the door for you to pass. All right, so I go straight on and I encounter the same thing she, uh, mm-hmm. same thing she did, so then I, uh, <laughs> I, I see that the homeless drunk guy showed up first, so <laughs> I... So I intentionally judgy. Yeah, uh, well, you're not wrong. I mean, yes, but he's you know, but he sees this, and so then he he makes a he doesn't. It's not obvious, but of the of the three available chairs, he takes the one at the opposite end from <laughs> from <laughs> from him. Yeah, I just look at him and hold up the glass again. <laughs> he just he just nods. Yes. <laughs> Who's next? Who thinks they would make the next move? Uh, it would probably be me, just looking after Fluke. <laughs> a, li- a little, a little worried about my friend. I'm probably just gonna sigh and shake my head, and then slowly move towards the bouncer guy. Mm-hmm. And you get the same thing. He asks for your name. I assume you give it. Yeah, I give my name. Ado. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't say all right, but yeah, he lets you pass. <laughs> I forgot that he doesn't Alrighty say much. Then. Okay. Yeah, I forgot okay. he doesn't say much. So I wind up in the same place, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You come to this hallway. The only, there's only one open door. You can see the Mr. Johnson in it. So, and two other people. As well, obviously. I kick Got the it. chair next to me and uh, smile when I see you. I roll my eyes and take the chair, not even paying attention to Mr. Johnson. And I'm just going to say, you decided against the bed tonight, huh? Or the couch, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I just thought I'd get here early, you know. She sighs again. <laughs> <laughs> And then jets her chin at Mr. Johnson and then looks back at, like, towards you, concerned. Should probably stop drinking. Uh, mission hasn't started yet. Really? I would say it has. (sighs) Then I kind of push the the glass a little farther away from me and look at it longingly. Uh, satisfied, I lean back. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, so I guess it's Zara will, satisfied that she's seen all of her team members enter the room, will uh, go up to the bouncer. And I guess I forgot to say she is human. I realized that that's yeah. an important distinction to make. Um, yeah. She is a human, <laughs> just like long brown hair, just very unassuming looking. Mm-hmm. So she walks up to the bouncer once she's satisfied mm-hmm. with seeing everybody. <laughs> okay. And you get the same thing. He asks for your name. I assume you give it. Zara Stone. let you pass him. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Zara Stone. And uh, he uh, opens the door, and you, once again, you see Mr. Johnson down the hallway, and you see three other people in the room. I take the last remaining chair. <laughs> all right. So you're all sitting there. We've finally gathered the team in this seedy bar with Mr. Johnson. Once uh, Mr. Johnson sees all four of you uh, kind of settle into your chairs and you're all there, the door shuts behind you. Uh, somebody like comes out of another room and shuts the door behind you. 
and you are now in this room with Mr. Johnson alone, and he kind of gets the ball rolling. Uh, so he says, thank you all for coming here today. I've found that it is best not to waste time on ceremony, so I'll cut right to the details. This is an asset extraction job against Kestrel Industries. The asset is a scientist, a man named Mikhail Kuznetsky, who is working in one of their downtown facilities. Mr. Kuznetsky contacted my corporation, stating that he was unhappy with how his research was being used, and that he wanted to be extracted by someone more in line with his way of thinking. He promises that the research is cutting edge and biotechnical in nature, but was unable to get any specifics out with his message. Despite the lack of evidence for the value of his knowledge and research, the potential for profit from anything in the biotechnical field was enough for my corporation to bite, and that is why we're all here. Your job will be to break into the facility Mr. Kuznetsky is housed at, find and acquire him, destroy any existing records and research data, and safely exit, depositing Mr. Kuznetsky at the predetermined drop point. As agreed, this job is worth 20,000 new yen each, 10,000 now, and 10,000 upon completion of the job. Uh, Mr. Johnson then pauses to read the room and let you all process what he has just said before continuing. That should be all you need to know. The rest is up to your professional skills. Do you have any questions? I shake my head, but I've got a big, devious smile on my face. Only 20 thou. He just kind of looks over at you and he just says, <laughs> You know how this works. Uh, this this is not up for negotiation. I elbow her. She just sl- flashes a smile at him. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody else have any questions? I think... My my character is just settled back in the chair. He, he he doesn't he doesn't put his feet up, but he's he's terribly he's terribly relaxed. He's not you know he's not intimidated by this guy at all. And he just he looks at him and and he says, "You sure you've given us all the information that you can? There's nothing that you're hiding from us now, is there?" I expected highly regarded Shadowrunners such as yourselves to have a little bit more tact than that. And it is not the business of my company to sully our hands and leave a trail leading back to us. It is your job to get the intel and figure out how to do the job. It is our job to just tell you what the job is. <laughs> Touchy then, I see. Fluke actually snorts when he says highly regarded Shadowrunners. <laughs> <laughs> Arrow elbows you back. <laughs> <laughs> I give Arrow a big smile. There's no need to get touchy. Just just curious, that is all. Any other questions? I think Zara's more wondering about the exact location of where the scientist is and maybe, like, contacts that they're connected to. So I'm not sure, is that information that she would normally ask her contact or is that something that she would have to get herself? Um, based on how he's already replied and just from past experience, you know that normally um, you would have to do the research with your own contacts to kind of figure out what's known about the facility. That You get an address. You do know exactly where you're going, like where this facility is. Uh, you know that normally on this kind of job, when you meet, you're, you're going to get the address with kind of your payment. Okay. So when he pays you, he'll give you the, the address, and that's all you're really going to get. Gotcha. Okay. So I think she's basically just running through her head. She's like, 
Uh, well, as soon as we get the address, I'm gonna look up this, this, this information. So she's kind of processing exactly what she needs to be looking for once they're on okay. their own. Okay. So then he kind of sees that it doesn't appear that there's going to be any more questions. Then he just says, all right, um, with that. And he kind of reaches down behind his chair and he pulls out a, uh, a couple of cred sticks. And uh, he just hands each of you one cred stick each, each worth 10,000 Nguyen. And um, he just slips a piece of paper over the table doesn't even send you like a text or anything. Just gives you a piece of paper with the address of the facility on it. I snatch it. <laughs> <It's the dark. sighs> and uh, then uh, after that all happens, the uh, the Mr. Johnson kind of stands up and kind of like he starts, you know, buttoning his suit coat up because he had unbuttoned it to sit down. And he just says, one more thing. I trust that professionals such as yourselves know that it is not your job to learn the exact nature of this research nor is it wise for your health. And then he nods to each of you, and there's another door in the back of this room that he steps out of, leaving you behind, alone. Hmm. I have a question for you, Andrew. Would I know this guy's name? No. The researcher. Oh, uh, you mean Mikhail Kuznetsky? Yeah, Kuznetsky. No. Okay, just curious. For reasons. I was actually going to ask if, uh, if if my character would be familiar with that name because I think it would stand to reason that he might be. Nope. Okay. Fine. I can say that you personally, uh, the two of you, don't know. That doesn't mean that you don't have contacts who don't know who this guy is. So it's worth uh, taking a look into his name, but I, I can say pretty confidently that the two of you don't specifically know him. Okay. Oh, all right. For reasons. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Reasons. 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 So I think Arrow would stand and kind of give like a lazy cat-like stretch and then be like, well, he was a peach, wasn't he? What's our plan of attack here? Well, we need more information, I think. Oh. We hold more information, but we also have the address, which means I would suggest a surveillance operation to begin with, pinpointing the location of the scientist and any defenses this building may have. Yeah, first off, what do you guys, uh, well, I know Arrow here, but what do you guys do? What's your thing? What's your deal? (laughs) I want, okay, I would like to use one of my spells to show them what my thing is, Andrew. Ooh. Okay. Which spell is that? I want to use physical mask. To okay. look like Fluke. Oh, cool. All right, go ahead and... I don't know what to roll. Make Tell me, your... please. <laughs> yeah. Hold on a second. Yeah, I just have to look at the spell quick, and then I should be good. Hey, guys, guess what? This is going to be our first roll of the game. Yeah. Yay! Ooh! So you are going to make a sorcery plus magic roll and tell me how many hits you got. Okay. How do I do that? (laughs) So you're just going to take your uh, sorcery skill and add your magic attribute. And that'll be the number of d6s you roll. So I have six for spell casting and then six for magic. So am I going to roll 12 dice? You're actually going to roll 14 because of that specialization for spellcasting. Holy oh. crap. 
crap. Nice. So, yeah, go ahead and roll me 14 D6s. How do I go up to 14? <laughs> I think oh, you have to go on. to the advanced okay. die roller. 14. All right, so I'm going to roll 14 D6s for sorcery plus magic. Okay. Yep. All right, so I see five hits. So, Should be enough. <laughs> the way that enough. the spell works, it says that you're going to use those number of hits as the threshold for when people try to see through your illusion, which takes a willpower plus intuition test. Ah, oh, okay, cool. Slight, slight problem. <laughs> yeah. I have the negative trait bad luck, which means twos count for like glitches or like the failures. Oh, jeez. That's right. Oh, that's right. Oh, boy. oh no. So that's you have great. One, two, three, awesome. Four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> So Already? you actually have a glitch too. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Wow. How rare that was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Very first. I forgot that she had bad luck. So this is going to happen a lot more. So great. Awesome. Hannah thought... successfully. You successfully disguise yourself as. Um, fluke. <laughs> but you're purple. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm going to go with that one. I was okay. going to try and think of like some way that oh it was my God. wrong. Yeah. So you look like a purple fluke. <laughs> Fluke kind of blinks at you and goes, <laughs> I didn't know I looked that drunk. That is terrifying. <laughs> um, and Fluke just starts laughing and he's just like, are you all right? My, <laughs> That's horrible. And my, my character in the back is just a bit unorthodox, but uh, rather impressive. Whatever torture this is, please stop. <laughs> yeah, all right. I hope you did that on purpose. But yeah, I get it. I get yep, it. Yep, it's totally you on purpose. Do that with magic or augs. <laughs> um, do you need to make? Uh, are you actually going to try and pass it off as being on purpose? I could. You know, what? I'm not going to. Yes. I'm not going to do that. I could make you make a con roll and they make a perception roll or something. But I don't, I don't think we care enough. So, <laughs> no. um, do you? Yeah. Uh, do you keep the spell going or do you dismiss it? She'll dismiss it and just be like, okay. I'm good at disguise and just not say anything about the fact that she is purple. <laughs> <laughs> Are you colorblind as well? Not that I know of, but you know, maybe I should get that checked. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, what about you? Uh, what about you, little dude? No, he's he's not a dwarf. He's an orc, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can still call him all right. <laughs> <laughs> like, Alright, what about you, big dude? Uh, well, uh, question for Andrew. Is there any, um, my jumping ability only works in vehicles, right? Um, it works with anything that has, like, a rigor interface. Okay. Uh, so you would assume that only your stuff is nearby. Yeah, yeah. I was I was hoping that there would, if there would be some random machine somewhere in this room, I could make it go haywire. But, um, but yeah. Uh, so he asks, and I say, well, uh, my thing, as you so eloquently put it previously, is uh, direct interface with uh, machines and/or drones and/or vehicles of several different types. You know, you could just say a rigor, right? But where's the fun in that? That everyone everyone uses the word rigor. It's it's no. What I do, what I do is not. It's it, you're a rigor. I am. 
Do you do you do it rigorously? <laughs> if you want to be plain, <laughs> if you want to be plain about it, fine. And I am not going to forgive you that pun, sir. <laughs> Arrow is like chuckling and shaking her head. <laughs> um, and I think Zara will speak up and say, "Well, we have a rigor, and I am an extraction expert. So, what do you do?" I'm a, I'm a technomancer. Oh, huh. Web wizard then. Hmm. <laughs> do you wanna do yours, Arrow? Oh me? Yeah. <laughs> Guess. <laughs> did she say guess? Yes. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh man. She has like katanas. You can see katanas on her. And, you know, <laughs> like... Looks quite clear to me, actually. I'll, I'll give I'll give you a hint. She she slices people. No, oh, is that good enough hint? Can you guess? <laughs> She's the muscle guys. <laughs> and then he like he like just kind of like looks over at her and like pokes her like bicep. She flexes. <laughs> I think Zara will go. just kind of like clap a little bit, like you know. <laughs> sure, I suppose that works. Are we done here? Lucian just rolls his yeah, eyes. Yeah, I say I say we're done. Why yes. Don't we, uh, why don't we get to work, y'all? Yes. Let's get to move on. Hmm. Alright, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving I grab too. I grab what's left of my whiskey and leave it on the counter for the barman. Well, wait a minute, wait. This is this is just to the players. Are we are we all gonna just go separate ways and hope the plan works? The plan that no, we we're just haven't... gonna go outside. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay. Okay, because you were, I was, I, it sounded, it sounded more like, okay, yeah, that was great. Let's make no plan whatsoever and just <laughs> go, party. go with Wendy, it. I was going to ask the, the, the question if you didn't, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Now, I'm just assuming everyone's going to follow me out to like the outside so we can like go somewhere else. Yeah, make the, make the plan. Uh, something. That's what I'm doing. Okay. I'm yeah, following. I follow cool. as well. I think, I think we'd all just exit the room all right so the four of you head back down that hallway back into the main bar the bouncer guy uh is still there um but he hears you coming and gets out of the way for you to actually the door opens inwards you open the door inward yourself and step out he gets out of your way i assume you exit the bar unless you want to do something fluke no i was planning on going outside i was gonna gonna like walk up to my car and kind of like okay hey you want a new meeting place you know all right, so you all head outside. What happens next? What's the vibe outside? There's nobody out on the streets right now, um, at least not a lot of people. So it seems fairly private, but there, there are some people walking around on the sidewalks right now. It's still seedy. Like I said, this isn't a great part of town, so yeah, I'll just leave it at that. All right. I'm gonna offer for everyone to get in my car if they want to. Uh, come chill somewhere quiet. This is Zara. Are are you sober enough to drink or to, to drink? <laughs> I need to say that again. Are you? Wow. 
Are you sober enough to drive? I'm not sure that I feel comfortable. I uh, just roll my eyes at her and say, "It's uh, it drives itself." <laughs> it doesn't actually drive itself. No. Um, I'm just arrow. getting her off my case. That, that was, that was, that was I don't anticipate a, having them drive with me. That was just the narrator voice, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> arrow just like hops on her motorcycle and waits. Oh. <laughs> well, I was gonna invite them in the car to talk. Oh, <laughs> maybe she doesn't do that then if you actually invite them yeah. in the car to talk. Okay, yeah, yeah, I sorry. walk up to my car and like uh, like wave my hand at the car and all the doors and all the, all the locks pop up and I say, welcome, Mikasa Suyu, yeah. <laughs> Question, do you have like one of those cars that's full of like, you know, like Burger King wrappers and stuff oh, like yeah, that? Oh yeah, totally. Uh, it's got like a sleeping bag in the back seat. Not that everyone has to do this, but I think my character, slightly down the street, standing by his van, sees this really beat-up junker of a car, and it's like, Uh, I believe mine might uh, serve as a slightly better accommodation. And he opens it. And this is a six-passenger van, so I'm... Yeah, Fluke immediately goes, oh, sweet, headroom, and then hops in. (laughs) (laughs) I think my character, he, he he doesn't just, like, he doesn't get angry, but he's just, like, uh, you, you see him, like, the character doesn't see him because it's behind his back now, but he just sort of winces and is like, keep your hands to yourself under his breath. <laughs> because- sticks his hands in his pockets on his coat. Zara feels much more comfortable with this situation, so she jumps in. <laughs> And then They're I wave like, my hand at my car and lock it. Checks their six mm-hmm. just to make sure no one's, like, watching. Yeah, if you're trying to see if anyone's watching you guys, you can go ahead and make a perception roll. How many d6 is that? So that's going to be your perception, right? perception skill plus intuition. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is a lot of successes. All right, you got four hits out of seven on that. So you know that uh, you don't see anybody on the street paying any attention to you guys. Um, there, there's maybe two people on the entire street, and they're going about their own business. And you don't see anything else. Um, you know, I'll give you for the... I'm sure that you're trying to hear if you hear anything, too. You don't right. hear any high or low frequency objects moving near you either, so... Okay, so, so then I hop a... in the van, <laughs> which sounds really concerning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you hop into the unmarked van. Exactly, with everyone else that I just met. Yes. <laughs> and I, I think I think the only thing that my character would do after everyone has taken their taken their seats is just you know because he 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 firmly believes in in introing his van to to everybody because it's his pride and joy. He loves his van. Mm -hmm. So There's only one unfortunate thing, Wesley. What? I think that right now uh, we are going to have to wait until next time to see how this planning goes and what your van is like. So (laughs) thank you, everyone, for joining us. We will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.